Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about how to eat well when you're busy. Join me for this four-part series of my live presentation on healthy eating for busy people. This is part three. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm really excited to have you join me on the podcast today. I presented on healthy eating when you're busy to a fab group of people online and I thought to myself, you know what, I reckon you guys would enjoy this as well. So tune in for this four-part series um, and I hope you enjoy it. Another tip when you're really busy is shopping online. Now, you do actually pay a little bit more shopping online. So most of the the supermarket chains inflate their prices of individual items a little bit online compared to in-house and it's how they can do cheaper delivery fees. tip for you there. But if you can afford it and life is really busy for you, then that's to me – a nice payoff because you don't have to go to the supermarket. You can jump on at midnight if you like, pop in everything that you need. The other thing I love about shopping online is I can see how much it's going to cost before I commit to purchasing it. Whereas yeah, at the supermarket, I was there the other day with my daughter and her and I together are terrible because she's like, mom, let's buy this, mom, let's buy this. And I just, I'm like, okay, (laughs) if I'm in a really chilled out mood, Anyway, you get to the check and it's like $300. You're like, whoa, you can't take it back by that point. You're committed to purchasing. So shopping online is always a really nice way of knowing what you're going to spend in advance. I like it. Um, but it's certainly super handy, saves you from having to go into the supermarket, saves you lots of time. The last thing is thinking about in your meal plan um, and with your leftover food is how to utilise the skill of both bulk cooking and using leftovers. So bulk cooking is just this idea of thinking, well, I'm already in the kitchen spending some time cooking a meal and this is good for those of you who don't actually like cooking. So you can minimise your time in the kitchen is go, well, why don't I cook a double batch and then not have to cook in two days' time? Or why don't I cook all my lunches now so then I don't have to think about it for the week? Bulk cooking is about using your motivated self to look after your lazy self later on in the week, which is a super lovely thing. And it's just about thinking, okay, I'm going to spend a little bit more time in the kitchen now so that I don't have to spend time in the kitchen later. And then what you can do is of those bulk meals that you've cooked is plan them around the busier times in the week. So if there are evenings where you've got school sport, then Um, you know, and you're not home until later on in the evening, plan to have your bulk cook meals on those nights. So then everyone just gets home and they need their meals heated up and then that's it. They're good to go. How nice is that to come home, right? 7 p.m. and know that dinner is just needs heating up and you're good to go. Or there is um, this idea of using up leftovers. So one of the things that can be super handy, particularly if you're new to meal planning, 
Is this focusing on planning dinner? But then if you're always got leftovers after dinner, then lunch the next day is sorted, which means all you have to do is plan dinner, but then dinners and lunches are done, which is a super cool little trick if you can get into a habit of that. I find that that doesn't work for me because (laughs) my husband takes the leftovers for his lunch. So, I mean, it works for him and I don't mind sharing leftovers with him Um, or the kids take the leftovers for their lunch or my growing 11-year-old son, he goes and gets a second helping and there goes my leftovers. But certainly if you're able to have leftovers, if there's just one of you cooking for one or cooking for two and it's easy for you guys to have leftovers, planning dinners and ensuring that you've always got some leftover is a super great way of having a healthy meal ready to go for lunch the next day. So I want to take you through really quickly just the six steps of effective meal planning. Because I don't want there to be this idea that I have to plan out this perfect week of food and that I'm just going to have to stick to it because that's not the point of meal planning. If a meal plan creates a black and white, all or nothing thinking pattern in your brain, then you're doing the meal plan wrong. But if the meal plan helps you make decisions in advance about what you're going to eat, feel good about knowing that most of those decisions are made, ensures that your kitchen is stocked with healthy, easy food that's ready to serve you throughout the week, um, and then you have the ability to be flexible with that plan and tweak it as you need, then you're using meal planning correctly. So step number one is set aside time to plan your week. If you are a really busy person, it can feel like just one more thing to add to your list to then plan the meals. But you kind of, it's a payoff, right? So you either think, well, I either spend some time now being the weekend or a quieter night on my week thinking about what I'm going to eat in the future to make the next six days easier or I'm happy with just winging it every day and the chaos that that brings, which is actually okay as well. So there's no right or wrong here, but certainly if you feel like winging it and chaos isn't resulting in healthy food choices consistently for you, then I would challenge you to to prioritize setting aside the time to think about what you're going to eat. And you can pop that as a to-do list. Uh, you know, if you're a list person, chuck it on your to-do list, plan my meals, pop a reminder in your phone, schedule some time in your diary, just prioritize making it happen. You just set aside 20 minutes and go, I'm just going to plan my meals for 20 minutes and then I'm going to stop right? So don't overcommit yourself. And you might find that you get started and then, you know, half an hour later you're done. But sometimes just giving yourself a small time commitment is enough to just get you started on that. So once you've done that, step two is to then make a note of your appointments and other events that will affect your meal times throughout the week. So I like to use my calendar on my phone and just see what's coming up. You know, I've got this um, presentation on this evening. So that just meant that I planned on purpose a really simple meal for tonight. But in the spirit of being flexible with my meal plan, I actually planned fish and chips and salad for dinner. So potato cut into chips and I cook that on the barbecue, um, lovely fish fillets and a side salad. But I forgot to take the, the fish out of the freezer this morning 
so it wasn't defrosted, but I had chicken in the fridge that was defrosted. So quick adaptation, um, bit of flexibility, and it was chicken and chips for dinner tonight. But it was fine. It was easy. It was all re- there, ready to go. And my meal plan did serve me, even though it changed from fish to chicken. But you can make notes of that. Like I need a quick meal on Thursday nights because the kids have you know, soccer training, or I've got a work lunch on, on this day. So I need something quick and easy, um, right around that time. So it's just thinking about what's happening in your week and do you need to adjust your meals accordingly? My client who used to drive to her clients, we, we spent a lot of time together brainstorming and troubleshooting and helping her come up with lunch and snack ideas that she could eat in the car. So no fridge, no microwave, something that she could eat while she drove safely, of course, right? And so sometimes that took a little bit of time and effort, but once she started figuring it out and then trialing and erroring those meal ideas, she then had a really nice repertoire of food, um, ideas and snacks that she could then draw upon throughout the week when she did her meal plan. Step number three is check what food is left in your fridge and pantry. So this is a nice way of minimizing food waste and using up what you've got left over from the previous week. I like to um, use up as many as I can the vegetables that are left in my crisper. Um, maybe I make pop them into a, a pasta sauce or a soup or a stew or something, but I do try to, to use that up. See if there's any protein sources like meat or fish or chicken that needs eating up, plan some meals around um, that. But certainly it's nice to minimize food waste and think about what you've got left. And then of course, you're saving money too, because you're not just rebuying all the food again. Tip number four is to pick some meals that you would like to eat. So thinking about that plate model, if um, you are looking at wanting to be a healthier eater and and nourish your body with plenty of nutrition. The plate model is a great principle to start to apply to your meals. But it's then just thinking through what do you want to eat? And I encourage um, my clients and members of my online program to do a favorite meals list. So this is essentially a list of food that ticks all the boxes for them. It's nutritious or it can be plate modeled. It's simple and easy and feels familiar to them. It's a meal their family likes to eat and and to just have them on a list and, of course, add to that list over the years. But when you've got a list of all your favourite meals that you know tick all the boxes, easy, healthy, tasty, simple, you can then just fill your meal plan with these meal ideas. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm meal planning, I stare blankly at my notepad or the note on my phone and I'm like, I can't think of anything. And I'm a nutritionist, right? And I still pull mental blanks with thinking about food. So the favorite meals list is a really great idea for just helping remember what are the things that we like to eat in this family. The next step, step number five is check your vegetables. Have you included enough? And from a nutrition perspective, regardless of your goal, this is hands down the cornerstone of a healthy diet. And so, you know, whether you've planned meat pies or spaghetti bolognese or curry, all of those meals can have vegetables added to them. It could be a side salad with the meat pie. It could be vegetables grated into the bolognese. It could be lots of cut up veggies stir, um, stirred through the curry. 
heaps of different ways that veggies can be added to meals. And so you can have and include all of your family favorites and they still be healthy through the addition of that half a plate of vegetables. You end up eating a little bit less of the the other part of the meal, get heaps of nutrition, but still enjoy a meal that is easy and that you like eating. Great. Number six tip is once you've done all of those things, you can then write your shopping list out. So you've got all your meals laid out. You've thought about the times when you need something easy, etc. And now it's just a matter of writing that list out and getting the shopping done. I just want to take you through a couple of more key principles around meal planning and just how it can help you stay on track. Now, the meal plan that I'm going to take you through is what I call a full meal plan in that it's got breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks all planned out from Monday through to Sunday. So a good, right, um, 21 meals in there plus the snacks. And, and some people do really like to plan out their meals and snacks like this. I find people who need variety, who don't like eating the same thing all the time, are the people that, that do a meal plan like this. But you don't have to have a meal plan like this. I just want to use it to highlight a couple of key principles. So the first principle is with breakfast is – You can have variety but still keep it simple from a shopping perspective and keeping the price tag of your meal down by alternating your breakfasts. So maybe on one day you've got eggs on toast and then the next day you've got a banana smoothie. And so you get the variety of having something different for breakfast, something savoury, something sweet, Um, but you're not having to cook something completely different every day. Um, And you can just alternate that throughout the week. And maybe then you vary it a little bit on the weekend. I tend to work like that. That, That's my personal preference. I have two breakfasts that I just like eating. One of them is eggs on toast and the other is muesli and yogurt. And I'll eat that just based on what I feel each morning I wake up and I'm like, what do I want? Muesli or yogurt or eggs on toast and then I'll have something. And then on the weekends I might vary it up a little bit and just – have something a little bit different depending on what I want. But thinking about whether you like repetition or you like variety is a really key part of getting your meal plan to work for you because you've got to want to eat the food that you've planned for yourself. Otherwise, your meal plan is useless and there's you won't follow it. And then when it comes to feeling crazy busy and having a million things happening, you've then on top of that got this meal plan that you hate that you don't want to follow because is boring or there's too much variety and it's too much hard work. So certainly just doing some self-reflection and thinking about what's my preference for the way that I want to eat and plan accordingly and remembering that there is no wrong or right for this and don't compare yourself to other people. You just eat in the way that suits you best. And so long as there are some key nutrition principles at play, then you're sweet, you're doing fine. Trying to change everything all at once is the quickest way to fail. The Healthy Eating Hub online program contains a suite of habit building courses designed to teach you how to eat well long term in a way that suits you best one habit at a time. Check it out via the link in our show notes. A big thank you to The Capital Chemist and The Daily Dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. 
Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.